Radio MD. RadioMD.com. The world's preeminent talk radio portal. All about your health. And now here's Melanie Cole, MS, host of Staying Well. You know, when you have addiction and right away your family and loved ones and you assume that you're going to go join a 12-step program and that you're going to be well on your way to recovery, but they're not always as successful as people might think. My guest is Dr. Adi Jaffe, and he offers a more holistic approach and serves as the executive director at Alternatives Treatment Facility. Welcome to the show, Dr. Jaffe. So tell us a little bit about... Alcoholics Anonymous, AA, NA, any of these sort of 12-step programs, are they proving to be successful? And if so, if sure. not, why not? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on, Melanie. I think this is a really great conversation to have. Um, you know, the numbers on AA's success vary greatly when you look at research. And, you know, when I say AA, Alcoholics Anonymous is the most widely studied one because it's by far the big of the organization. And you'll hear numbers ranging literally from 5% to 70%, depending on who you talk to and what kind of um, data they're looking at, who are they looking at. The thing is that when you look at abstinence only within AA, so people who have not had anything to drink for a year is what some studies look at. Some studies take out out to five years. In the general population, generally people who you just send to AA, the success rates are as low as 5%. Um, Then when you start picking that apart and looking at people who, like AA, actually participate, go at least once a week for a year or more, and, and actually take an active role in it, the, the numbers are much higher. They're more in the 50 60% range. And what that gets us is exactly to the kind of conversation you want to have right here, which is, okay, so AA has limited success across the entire population. How do we know who goes there? And if they don't go there, where do, else do they go? What kind of help do they get? Uh, and the good news is there's a lot of help. There's a lot of varied um, methods of helping people with substance use issues that are not 12-step-based. So why do you think that people have trouble with this 12-step program? Well, I think there are a lot of reasons. First of all, well, you know, first of all, AA starts off with this notion that people are powerless over their drinking, and a lot of people have a problem with that. Um, They understand the role that choice in their own life has played in their substance use, and what we actually do at Alternatives is we work with people on empowering them, so not removing their notion of power on it, and explaining to them that, yes, people with substance use have reduced self-control, and so they might be more impulsive or they might have anxiety that causes them to act, um, you know, what would look like irrationally to some other people if they don't understand the underlying issues. But that doesn't mean they're ultimately powerless. So the first thing is people feel like that powerlessness issue that comes up in the first step of AA is a big deal for them. The second one is AA, no matter how you slice it, is a faith-based program. And a large number of people are not really looking for that. They're not Either they are already practicing their own religions and are not looking for an alternative to that, or they're atheist or agnostic, and they're not really looking to have a higher power impact their use of substances. Finally, and I think importantly for what we do here at Alternatives, AA, even though they preach it as one day at a time, has an understanding of substance use issues that suggests that if you land yourself in the rooms, you need to quit all mind-altering substances for the rest of your life. And, you know, I did a lot of research on this when I was at UCLA before starting Alternatives. The bottom line is most people are not looking for that solution. And so if you offer a treatment that people don't want if it's successful, 
you're not going to have that many people come in. And that's the problem we have in the addiction field right now is only 15% of people who struggle with substances even look for treatment and only 10% of people who have the problem actually get into any form of formalized treatment. So you're not necessarily, you know, preaching, and I shouldn't use the word preaching, as you say, that AA is faith-based, <laughs> which is so interesting to me, Dr. Javi, uh, that they don't necessarily have to practice complete abstinence. What are some alternative routes to recovery where maybe if, if they're at somebody's wedding, they could have a glass of champagne, or is that just kind right. of a no-go? No, you know, that's, I love that question. So here, the DSM-5, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for the American Psychiatric Association, just came out uh, this last year. And even though it threw the field into an upheaval, I really like what it's done. And part of what it's done is it has moved substance use away from this notion of you either have it or you don't have a problem, right? So you either are an addict or not, which is the way we've always looked at it, and moved it more to a continuum. Now, we know this, right? Everybody listening right now knows that some people in their life struggle with alcohol, let's say, and some don't. Out of all the people who do struggle with it, some have a small struggle. You know, maybe once or twice a year you see them getting too drunk at a wedding, let's say. But in general, they don't really have a problem with it, whereas other people have a more ongoing, consistent, chronic sort of issue. What this new way of looking at substance use, let's say the alcohol use disorder definition in the DSM-5, allows us to do is say, okay, well, people can have an alcohol use disorder. They can have a light version of it, they can have a moderate version of it, or they can have a severe version. And I think we can all agree that early or lighter versions do not necessarily even have to have the same treatment as the later versions. The same is true for diabetes. The same is true for cancer. It's true for anything. When you hurt your leg, you know, there are light injuries like strains and, um, and twists, and then there are severe injuries like fractures. They don't get treated the same way. Okay, so these things don't get treated the same way and shouldn't be, because we're all different. So why would there be one set of rules that would apply to each and every other person? So what? give us some examples of some alternative sure. routes to the recovery. What is it people can actually do that they could take away from this show today and do right now? Absolutely. So first of all, if you are looking for abstinence, if that is the way you want to go, there are alternative self-help groups. So Smart Recovery, uh, Self-Management and Recovery Training, SMART is a big one. Um, it's available nationally and online through uh, virtual meetings. If you're not looking for abstinence, Moderation Management is a, is a well-known one. And Moderation Management actually helps people who are struggling with alcohol, specifically reduce their drinking and get it more in line with our understanding of what non-problematic drinking is. So Smart Recovery and Moderation Management. Now, you mentioned that I'm the executive director of Alternative, so obviously one of the ways that I think people can get alternative treatment um, is with us. We're an outpatient treatment here in Los Angeles. Uh, but there are other centers. There's a Center for Motivation and Change, a Center for Optimal Living in New York. Um, they also offer alternative approaches. Less so, we actually offer a, what we call the controlled drinking reduction treatment program. A lot of those programs will offer abstinence or non-abstinence options under sort of a harm reduction kind of approach, which is the idea that they even focus less maybe on the numbers of drinks you have and focus more on the health issues and consequences, like no driving under the influence and things like that. Um, there's Practical Recovery, which is a place down here on our coast in uh, San Diego, which is a residential treatment program. The others are outpatient. They're available, and literally, if you go online and look for alternatives to AA or alternative treatment options, um, 
you will for addiction you will find that set of places that I talked about. Um, the nice thing is when you talk to therapists or psychologists, they've been doing this work forever because I don't know how many of your listeners have ever been to therapy, but I'm assuming it's happened. Um, when you go to a therapist, you tell them that you drank too much the night before. They don't say, well, I can't see you anymore unless you stop drinking right now. They talk to you about your drinking issues and try to resolve it. There's a sea change coming, and that is treatment programs are starting to understand that we need to offer people help that they want, help that they're looking for, help that they'll engage in. Because we talked about the success rate for AA. It's nowhere near 100%, but even if it was 100%, if only 10% of the population is going to get the help because they don't want your answer, you're still only going to help end up helping 10% of the population. So what we're trying to do is offer additional methods. Like I said, SMART and MM are free options. We're a, um, a for-profit treatment center, and there are others around the country that help people who are just not looking for that that solution. And we get clients who have either been to AA before or been to traditional treatment and they don't want it again. Or more likely, sometimes I'll get people who, you know, they've been struggling with substance use for six, seven, eight years out there. They look at the options, they only see AA, and they're not even willing to go to treatment. And instead, they come to us. Dr. Adi Jaffe. And the website, if I'm correct, is addictionalternatives.com, yes? That's it. Thank you so much. It's addictionalternatives.com. You're listening to Radio MD. If you missed any of our great programming, listen anytime, on demand, or on the go at radiomd.com. This is Melanie Cole. Stay well. Stay well.